or placed in the collection boxes in the rear of the church. Attention class of 2023, if you are a senior graduating from high school, please see Deacon Williams or Deacon Flowers after service. If you plan to continue your education in college, please see Sister Merriweather for a Latham Murphy Speed Scholarship application. Please remember our weekly activities, Sunday school from 11 o'clock a.m. to 12 o'clock p.m., adult class taught by Deacon Granger, Disciples Cross taught by Pastor Williams, morning time of prayer Monday through Friday from 5.45 a.m. to 6.15 a.m., Bible study Wednesdays at 12 noon and 6 o'clock p.m., Friday prayer from 6 o'clock to 6.30 p.m. All weekly activities are via conference call. Please remember to place your phone on mute. To update your contact information, please give us a call at 863-533-7007 or email us at mygoodhopenbc at gmail.com. Please continue to pray for Sister Manerica Sullivan and Brother Stephen Washington and the entire Washington Sullivan family during this time of bereavement. This concludes the announcement. You just got to love that technology, amen? Just a couple more, just a couple more announcements. There'll be a deacon's meeting on the 6th of May at 9 o'clock. A.M. in the LRC. Once again, deacons, you'll be meeting on the 6th of May at 9 in the LRC. Also, our bus is rolling, y'all. Deacon Williams has that bus out in the morning, so uh, we're picking up people. If you need a ride, make sure you please, please reach out to Deacon Williams. Man, during a time like this, we realize how much family and friends means to us. Your kind expressions of sympathy will always be remembered. Good Hope, thank you for the contributions and support. I cannot express in words how much it meant to my family. God bless Sister Mona Staples. Good morning, Good Hope. Good morning. Good morning. Moses, the man of God, said, Lord, you have been our dwelling place for all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. God, our Heavenly Father, we come to worship you because you are God. You are the only God, and you are the Creator God, and you created each and every one of us. And Lord, even though you have created everyone on the face of this planet, yet you know us individually you know us personally and so father we come today to lift you up to worship you to proclaim that you are the king of kings and the lord of lords and we invite your holy spirit into this place and not only that, but we invite your Holy Spirit into our hearts and into our lives. Search us, O oh God, and see if there be anything that is unlike you. And Lord, when we leave this place, may we be totally yours. And may we know that we have been here worshiping the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, our Savior, and our Lord, our God, who loves us and cares for us. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
look into our holy scriptures today. It's the prophet Daniel is who we are reading from. The prophet Daniel chapter 6. And we're going to read verses 5 through 10. And let's read responsively. It is up on the screens for us. Daniel 6 verses 5 through 10. And it reads, Then these men said, we shall not find any charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God. So these governors and strategists went before the king and said thus to him, King Darius, live forever. All the governors of the kingdom, the administrators and the satraps, the counselors and the advisors, have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whoever petitions any god or man for 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the right, so that it cannot be changed according to the law of Therefore, King Darius signed the written decree, and together, now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home and in his upper room with his windows open toward Jerusalem. He knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as was his custom since early days. May God add the blessing to his reading and hearing and eating of his holy scriptures. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him all creatures here below. Praise him above the heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy
Brother Harris comes up and does the prayer, I just want to give a quick praise report because there's a proud mother in the congregation. Y'all remember a couple of weeks ago, Sister Arteria came and she told me in the service that Carrie, her son, they uh, thought they found some things going on.
Lord, we're thankful that, that we can walk the streets freely. And, and Lord, we do not need to be overly worried and overly cautious. Because, Lord, many, many in this world do not have it as good as we have it. So, Father, we're thankful for that. We're thankful for our leadership. Lord, you said in your word that we are to pray for our kings. And, Lord, we do not have kings in this country, but, Lord, we have other leaders and other government officials. So, Father, right now we lift up Ron in Tallahassee and we pray that as he is your servant that you have placed there, oh, God, we pray he will hear your voice. And, God, he will do your will as he governs us. We pray for Kamala and we pray for Joe in D.C. Lord, they are your servants. So, Father, we lift them up. We pray blessings upon them, and especially we pray that you would speak through them. Lord, you would speak to them, and then may the, the laws and the decrees that they make, may they be in the center of your will. May they be for the good of your kingdom. Father, we thank you for our leadership even more locally. And as we think here in this church, we thank you for Pastor Pickett. We thank you for Sister Pickett. What wonderful role models they have been. We love them. We love them, Jesus, and we thank you for them. God, continue to uphold them. Continue to strengthen them. Father, we thank you for... We thank you for our associate pastors as well. Lord, we just pray your blessing upon them and their and their, their families. Lord, hold them close to your heart, we pray. Father, we thank you for the deacons and deaconesses of this church and the ministry leaders of this church. Lord, strengthen them and keep them safe. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus, for all that you do for us. We're thankful for this great praise report that we heard right before we went to prayer. Again, we just praise your holy name. For Lord, we know that you are the great healer. You are the great physician. Father, we think right now of the many who are, are, are feeling ill, many who are, are bedfast perhaps, many who are might even be here in this building, but yet they are not feeling up to par. But, oh God, you are that great physician. So, Father, we pray your Holy Spirit would just reach out his hand and just begin to touch and begin to heal and to bring wholeness and health to those who are infirm to their bodies, to their minds, and to their spirits. Father, we pray right now for the man of God who shall bring the word of God to the people of God in the house of God. Lord, speak to us through your servant, we pray. Anointing fresh from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. And Lord, give him the very words that you would have us to hear this morning. And then Lord, give us the courage to 
live those words out in our own lives. We love you, Jesus. We love you, we love you, we love you. We shall never tire of saying that before, because you have never tired of loving us first. Father, continue to bless throughout this time together. Bless the word of God to our hearts. And Lord, may we leave this place again, as I said, may we leave this place drawing closer to you and knowing without a shadow of a doubt that we have been here lifting up the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, our only Savior and Lord. We pray these things in your name. And God's people together in this building said, Amen. Amen. this morning. Thank you for yet another opportunity to be in your presence. Father, I just pray that you will let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable. Speak Holy Spirit. Speak Today comes out of the book of Daniel, chapter 6, verses 5 through 10. You read it responsibly. I want to focus in this morning on verse 10. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home. And in his upper room, with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave God thanks before and gave thanks before his God as he as was his custom since early days. So we see here in the scripture that there's a group of people upset with Daniel and are trying everything they can to entrap him. Yes, sir. The conclusion uh, they have drawn from their meeting is that the only way to entrap Daniel is through his faith in God. In other words, what they knew most about Daniel is that he was faithful in his faith of serving God. He prayed three times a day, so they had the king to put out a decree in verse 7 that whoever petitions any God or man for 30 days except, O king, shall be cast into the dens of lions. Right, 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 right. I'd like to use for a topic today, pause, pray, 
and proceed. All right. Can y'all say that with me? Pause, pray, and proceed. You know, life can be challenging at times. I mean, sometimes no matter how much we do, no matter how much we give, no matter how hard we try, life throws curveballs and sliders at us time and time again. There are situations and obstacles that arise. There are challenges and choices that we have to make. Daniel, in this case, has done nothing wrong. In fact, he has been obedient and faithful to God and to King Darius in that Darius was considering setting him over the whole realm. Verse 3, Daniel, in being blessed by God's favor, brought about enemies that he most likely did not know he had. It is interesting, my brothers and sisters, how some folk act when you are being blessed or elevated by God. I'm going to always be real and tell you that there are even some Christian folk you can't share your blessings with. Envy and jealousy have ruined long-term relationships, friendships, and even marriage. You get promoted on your job, and those very people that used to drink coffee and chat with you are now plotting against you being successful. Because they felt it should have been them, not you, who got the promotion. Instead of being happy for you, they are plotting against you. Daniel was doing nothing more than what he had always done, and that was being faithful to God and faithful to the king he served. In fact, in verse 4 goes on to say that, but they could not find any fault because he was faithful. Nor was there any errors or faults found in him. And you know these jokers did not leave one rock overturned trying to find something. You see... We are, when we are walking in the will of God and in the way of God, folk won't be able to find dirt. So they either gonna make something up or set something up to try to mess us up. Did you hear me? They either gonna try to make something up or they will set something up to try to mess up the people of God. Let's take an example. Look at Jesus. Look what happened to him. They could not find any fault in him, so they just made stuff up about him. The Mark tells us in chapter 14, verses 54 55, the chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death, but they did not find any. Many testified falsely against him, but their statements did not right. agree. Right. If they can't find something on you, they'll make something up about you. So in this case, the governors and the sand traps devised a plan that if they could get King Darius by uh, stroking his ego, right. they convinced him uh, to declare that for 30 days that anyone caught praying to anyone other than Darius would be thrown in the lions did. Once the king sealed the deal with the signature, those boys jumped, just knew they had Daniel and all they had to do was wait. 
Daniel did not disappoint them. Look what he did in verse 10. It says, uh, now when he had, when he knew that the writing was signed, he went home. Did what he normally do. In the upper room. Uh, with windows towards Jerusalem. He knelt down. Uh, and three times that day he prayed, y'all. Here it is. I, I want to spend some time walking you through Daniel's relations uh, to his uh, Daniel's reactions, I mean to the king's actions issued decree. I want to make sure that we all understand what is taking place here. If Daniel is caught worshiping or praying to anyone but Darius over the next 30 days, right. he or anyone else will be fed right. to the lion. Right. Right. There were some serious consequences behind disobeying the king's decree. Right, right. But yet it's still, my brothers and sisters, yet it's still, what did Daniel do? He went home and he prayed. He went home and he prayed. I need you to see what transpired here. The first thing Daniel did is I need you to see that pause. Daniel was most likely working, doing what he does best, and the memo comes down. He opens it up. And lo and behold, here in the email, he sees this new policy. If you don't adhere to the new policies, you're fired. No discussion, no negotiation, just termination. In Daniel's case, it was extermination. Daniel took a pause, y'all. He went home. My brothers and sisters, sometimes we must hit the pause button. Pause provides us the time to process the policies, the procedures, and the pressures of the predicament. Hitting pause provides us the time to relax, release, and regroup. The definition of pause is to stop, take a break, and to reflect before moving forward. The biblical definition of pause, according to the Bible, according to the Bible Hub, is a temporary stop or rest, an intermission of actions, an interruption, a suspension, right. or a cessation. Yes, Pausing is counterculture today, y'all. Pausing is counterculture in our fast-paced society, but it is an important habit for Christians to cultivate. Yeah, yeah. When we pause, we create space to listen to God's voice. Right. To gain God's perspective and to recharge our spiritual batteries. We are reminded in Psalms 46 and 10, be still and know that I am God. When we are still in the presence of God, we can reflect and listen to God. In this particular Psalms, there is a battle and the psalmist gets to the point after acknowledging in verse 1, that verse 46, 1, God is our refuge and strength, yeah. a very present help in trouble. He says in verse 10, be still and know that I'm God. I will exalt you among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Yeah. God is saying, relax. Yeah. I got you. Have no fear. Let go of the anxiety. Relax. Whatever it is you're going through. I got you. Side note, y'all, there are benefits in pausing. I'm reminded and I want to remind you that we must always remember to hit the pause before we hit sin. 
Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Wish you could get that email back you sent. Wish you could take back those words you said. Especially if we are upset. It's too late to retract it once we have sent it or once we have said it. So Pastor Stevens, why do I need to pause? I just want to keep doing what I'm doing. I just want to keep going and going. I want to say what I want to say, react when I want to react. I want to do what I want to do. Why do I need to pause? If I pause, then somebody else might move ahead of me. If I pause, I might miss out on being in the know. Why do I need to pause? Well, let me tell you, pausing, pausing rejuvenates the soul. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, Jesus invites us to come to him and rest. He recognizes that we can become weary and burdened by the struggles of life. Pausing to connect with God allows us to release our burdens and find our rest. The joy that comes from connecting with God is transformative and rejuvenating to our soul. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Do you notice that everyone that came to Jesus for help was rejuvenated? Yeah. The woman with the issue of blood yeah. rejuvenated. Yes, the ten lepers, uh, Luke 17, 11 through 19. The Samaritan woman at the well, John 4, 5 through 30. Rejuvenated, excited, and full of life. Pausing, strengthen our faith. Scriptures encourage us to be still and know I'm God. When we pause and take a moment to connect with God, we strengthen our faith. We become more confident in our faith in God, realizing that we can trust in him regardless of what life throws our way. By pausing uh, to seek God, we can experience his peace that surpasses all understanding. Pause and keeps us, uh, uh, helps us to hear God's voice. Yeah. In 1 Kings 19, 11 through 13, Elijah paused to listen to God's still small yeah. voice. Y'all remember the story? Yeah. In the midst of his struggles, he found God's direction and guidance. Similarly, when we pause and silence the noise around us, we create an opportunity to hear God's voice. We become more intentional in our listening and we can discern God's revelation. Pausing allows us to refocus, y'all. Luke 10, 38 through 42, Mary paused to focus on Jesus while Martha became distracted. Mary's decision to pause to sit at Jesus' feet became her priority. Pausing enables us to refocus, recalibrate our priorities, and align them with God's will, y'all. When we pause and refocus on God, we realize that God is the source of true joy, peace, hope, and fulfillment. Pausing helps us to be mindful, y'all. It creates a space of self-reflection where we examine our thoughts and our actions. I'm talking about just taking a short pause, y'all. It allows us to be mindful of our actions both within and without. As James reminds us, be doers of the word and not hearers only. Receiving yourselves, James 1.22. By pausing, we set ourselves up for introspections, evaluations, alignments with God's word, and intentional actions toward 
our goal. Yeah. Yeah. Why do I need to pause? Pausing is essentially, especially, pausing is essential, y'all, especially as Christians. We need to make a practice of pausing to rest, reflect, re-energize, and refocus right. on God. Right. All right. Let me say that again. We need to make it a practice of pausing to reset, to reflect, to re-energize and refocus on God. The benefits of pausing are enormous for rejuvenation, uh, uh, rejuvenizing our, rejuvenating our strength and faith, hearing God's voice, refocusing our mindset, and becoming more mindful of our actions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Implementing a lifestyle of pausing allows us to take care of ourselves physically, emotionally, and spiritually. It enables us to live life more fully serving God, empowering others, and living a life of purpose. So Daniel paused and went home. When Daniel got home, verse 10 says that with his window open toward Jerusalem. Daniel wasn't trying to hide, y'all. With his window open toward Jerusalem, it says that he knelt down yes, on his knees yes, three times that day sir. and he prayed. Yes, sir. Notice now that he paused after hearing what the king had just decreed. He paused by going home and we, uh, we have to imagine that on his way home, Daniel had to be in deep thought about what had just happened. I know that he had to ponder the thing while he was making his way home. You see, Daniel did not run to the king and make a fuss, pick a fight, or flat out fold because of the decree. Right, right. Daniel, the scripture says, went home, took a pause to pray. How many of you know that there is power in prayer? Oh, I'm to tell you. Many of us here today are a testament and a testimony to the power of prayer. Power. I can start calling out names from the pulpit to the to the pews on how if it was not for the prayers of the righteous. I'm talking about mama them, y'all. If it was not prayer for prayer of the righteous, I'm talking about grandmama them, y'all. I'm talking about somebody prayed for me. Had me on their mind. I'm talking about something time. To pray for me. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad they prayed. Some of us are only here today because somebody prayed for us. I, 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 I'm talking about prayer, y'all. Many of, uh, of us are here today still holding on to God's unchanging hand because of prayer. Somebody told you you would not be here today. Somebody told you that you would not make it this far. They wrote you off. But I like how Luke Barnes, the songwriter, he put it this way. He said they said I wouldn't make it. He said they said I would not be here today. You had a teacher tell you that you never amount to anything. Oh, but he said, but I'm glad to say that I'm on my way and I'm growing more and more each day. Check this out, good hope. He says, there are many that started out with me. All right. 
But now, they are going astray. But I'm still holding on. And then he says, I'm still holding on to his hand. Amen, somebody. As Christians, prayer is fundamental. It is a yeah. fundamental yeah. practice that allows us to connect right. with our creator. Yeah. It allows us to express gratitude, yeah. ask for forgiveness, and That's seek right. guidance. Yeah. Prayer means much more than a simple conversation yeah. with God. Yeah. Yeah. I got to get that thing right now. Yeah. Prayer means more than just a simple conversation. That's what you hold with your friend. That's what you hold with your co-workers, a simple conversation. Prayer means more than a simple conversation with God. It represents our faith, our worship, and our reverence for God. Get ready to mess somebody up by saying this, but I got to say it. Because it is who I am, and I'm always going to be 100. I'm always going to keep it real. So listen, prayer should not only be practiced by Christians during crisis. Prayer should not only be practiced by Christians during crisis. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Don't speak to God until the roof caves. Don't speak to God. Don't even acknowledge Him until the world comes crashing down. Christians doing crisis. Listen, listen. For some Christian, that is the only time prayer becomes essential. We should pray frequently, y'all, with a pure heart and maintain an intimate relationship with God. We're reminded throughout the Bible on the importance of prayer. Let me just share a couple of with you. Matthew 21, 22, and whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive it if you have faith. Philippians 4 and 6, don't be anxious about anything but everything by prayer. Supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Psalms 145 and 18, the Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Talking about prayer, y'all. That's right. We have to pause. Yes, sir. And then we have to pray. Yeah. There are benefits in pray praying after pausing. You held your tongue and you heard them out. James reminds us in James 1 20. So then, my brothers, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, oh, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. James is saying we should be ready to hear the word of God as well as godly counsel. Slow to speak, pause, hold the thought until it's been fully vetted through prayer and consultation with God. I can tell you that about this man sitting behind me, Pastor right. Dr. Linnell, yes, senior, senior. He'll pause it and he'll pray about it and he'll consult with God before he moves. He don't care what the pressure from the pews, what the pressure from the outside world. He gonna pause, he gonna pray, he gonna consult, and then he'll convene. There are benefits in pausing after and praying after Paul's, and you see Daniel Paul's, and then he went home and he prayed. Praying after Paul's and increased our faith. When we take a moment to pause and pray, we connect with God in special ways. We submit our burdens to him, allow him to take control and have faith that he will work everything out for our good. Hebrews 11 and 6 states, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. 
Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly yeah. seek him. Yeah. By praying, we affirm our faith in God and his ability to help us through any situation. Did y'all hear that? By praying, we affirm our faith in God and his ability to help us through any situation, not some situation, any situation that we are facing. Praying out the Paul's and provides clarity of thought. When we're trouble, our minds can become foggy and disorganized. Pausing and praying can help clear our minds, bring us clarity of thought, help us to view our situation from a new perspective. James 1.5 reminds us if you, if, if any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. I'm telling you by praying, we acknowledge that we need God's wisdom and guidance in our lives. Yeah. Praying out the pause and reduces the stress and anxiety. Yeah. Life can be stressful and anxiety provoking, uh, but prayer can help relieve those negative emotions. Yeah. By praying, we surrender our worries to God. Let me say that again. By praying, we surrender our worries to God. Why pray and worry? Why pray and worry? Why pray and worry? If you're going to worry, then why pray? So did you get it? Uh -uh. By praying, we surrender our worries to God, which allows us to experience his peace that surpasses all understanding. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 tells us again, don't be anxious about anything. Praying out the pause and strengthens our relationship with God. Prayer is an essential part of building our relationship. It allows us to express gratitude, bring our requests before him, connect with him on a personal level. In John 15, 5, Jesus reminds us that apart from him, we can do nothing. We need to maintain an intimate relationship with him by praying regularly, seeking his will and walking in obedience to his command. Praying out the pause and helps us to see God's hand in our lives. By just taking a simple moment to pray after pausing, we get to reflect on the events that have already occurred yes. in our lives. Yes. We can recognize how God's hand has been evident in our lives. Yes. Yes. And when we gain a better understanding of the Holy Spirit uh, role in our lives, Romans 8.26 states, in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless wrong. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Sometimes, sometimes, just don't have the words to say. All you can do sometimes is just wrong. Things are so hard, life becomes so difficult. I'm talking about prayer, y'all. Prayer is essential, especially as Christians. By pausing and praying, we increase our faith and we gain clarity of thought, reduce stress and anxiety, strengthen our relationship with God, and see God's hand in our lives. Characters in the Bible such as Daniel, King David, Jesus, and Paul are examples of individuals who acknowledge the importance of prayer in their walk with God. Even Jesus, y'all, yes, walking with his yes, father, acknowledged the significance, yeah, yeah, yeah. the importance of prayer all throughout 
the New Testament. Here Jesus, Jesus speaks uh, 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 in the Gnostic Gospels. He speaks about prayer. He goes away and he prays every situation that he was going to encounter. He would take a pause. He would go and pray and then he would proceed. I'm here to tell you as we practice, as we practice praying, we can become more receptive to God's voice and our heart becomes more aligned with his will, y'all. So Daniel, after hearing the king's decree and pausing and praying, did what we should always do when we are praying. And the scripture says that gave thanks before his God, as was his custom since early days. We got to give thanks, y'all. I know Pastor Stephen don't make sense. I'm still in the struggle. You got to give Thanks in the struggle. Yes, sir. You got to give thanks in the struggle. It's important that we acknowledge God in the struggle. I'm giving him thanks. I'm praising him for the struggle. Uh, uh, did you get Daniel proceeded to do what he always did? He prayed and he gave thanks. He did not hesitate, negotiate, or regulate his prayer. He proceeded to do what he always did. The definition of proceed is to move forward with confidence, purpose, after pausing and praying. James reminds us, chapter 1, verse 22, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. James is telling us to put the word of God into practice. That's what Daniel did. He proceeded to pray after all was bad and allocated to one person. He proceeded. He paused. He prayed, and then he proceeded to do what he always did. He gave thanks uh, to the Lord, uh, even in the midst of the adversity, even with the threat of death being thrown in the lion's den. Uh, I'm here to tell you, a proceeding, a proceeding requires faith and actions. I need y'all to understand that. When, when, when you're facing, when we're faced with something, especially something that's detrimental, is being thrown in the line days, when you're faced, if you keep doing this, you got to lose that $120,000 job. You got house payments, and you got water bills, and you got child uh, school payments, you got all this. And when you're faced with that, you got to do what Daniel did because man will hold that over you. Look what Daniel, look, 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 look what Darius did. Darius unknowingly, and I'm, uh, he didn't want to do it because he liked, you got to understand, Darius liked Daniel. He was just manipulating his trick. And once he put his stamp on it, his signature, it couldn't be changed. Proceeding requires faith. It means putting into practice what we've learned from God's word and trusting him to guide us forward. When we proceed with obedience, we demonstrate love for God and trust in his promises. The importance of proceeding after we are paused and prayed cannot be Understated, y'all. I'm telling you, as Christians, we believe that prayer is essential in our daily lives, and this is the most important tool we have for guidance and direction. We often go through situations and predicament that require us to pause and pray. Seeking God's wisdom and guidance. After praying, it is important to proceed as uh, as hindrances and obstacles will always come our way. They can always be trials. There will always be storms. Yes, there will always be tribulations. Yes, I'm just here to tell you, we got to proceed. Yes, when we pause, we pray. Life, you go, you seem like you get out of one storm and another one shows up. That's, that's part of life. But when we pause 
and, and we pray, we got to continue to proceed. Even in the midst of the storm, too many of us want to stop in the storm. We want to pull up on the side of the road and wait for the storm to subside. The way you come out of the storm is that you just got to keep on. You pause for a minute. You pray about that thing. And you keep on driving because eventually you're going to come out of the storm. I'm just here to tell you. Daniel is faced with obstacles, and the one he's faced with is called the lion's den. If he disobeys the king, he'd be thrown in the lion's den. It was the decree that set everything in motion. The scripture says that whoever petitions any god or man for 30 days himself, you, O king, shall be cast into the den of the lion. They had this thing airtight, y'all. As they thought about it for a minute, and, and as I thought about this thing for a minute, they knew Daniel's faith and faithfulness to God. Yeah. They knew that he would pray regardless. Yeah. You know, I want people to know me like they know Daniel. Yeah. I, I want them to be able to, I want them to be able to predict my actions or prayer when it comes to God. I want them to know that at 545 a.m. Monday through Friday, I'm on the morning prayer line. If you want to trick me up or trick me up or trap me or come on on at 545 in the morning. I want them to know that every Friday from 6 to 6.30 p.m. I'm on intercessory prayer. If you want to find Pastor Stevens, uh, just dial in uh, and you might just might find something worthy. Oh no, no, I know you will find something worthy that you want to listen, listen. I want them to be able to predict that every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. I'm in worship and every Sunday from 5 to 6 I'm on Zoom with my anchors and going through our one year Bible. You see, I want to be predictable for Christ. How many of you want to be predictable for Christ? I, I, I wear my Christ predictability as a badge of honor like Daniel. You don't have to guess or speculate where I would be and what I would be doing when it comes to God. I tell them all the time, every morning, all you need to do is dial out, call in them at 545. All you need to do is put that code in and you'll hear Pastor Stevens' voice. All you need to do is show up to Good Hope every Sunday uh, from, uh, every Sunday at 9 a.m. And you'll find me somewhere running around the church. All you don't need to speculate is where I'm going to be. If you want to find me to trap me like Daniel, if you want to find me to accuse me like Daniel, all you need to do is get on my God's schedule. Amen, somebody. If you want to get in touch with me, I'm not hard to find. Daniel proceeded on despite of the circumstances, proceeded on despite the obstacles and the obstructions. It's significant because it shows faith and trust in God. In Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, we're encouraged to trust in the Lord with all our hearts and need not on our own understanding. When we pray, we submit our problems to God, trusting that he will guide us through the situation. Therefore, proceeding regardless of the obstacles or uncertainty demonstrates faith in God's healing. Let me give you another benefit of proceeding after praying is that it aligns with God's will. Yeah. It aligns with God. In Matthew 7, 7 through 8, Jesus promises that when we ask, we shall receive. When we seek, we shall find. And when we knock, the door shall be open. However, he also reminds us that everyone who asks, receives. And everyone who seeks, finds. And everyone who knocks will have the door open for them. When we proceed in faith after praying, we move closer to the answer that God has provided. Right. Right. All right. All right. All right. Furthermore, proceeding out the praying enables us to develop a faith 
character and patience. As Christians, we know that we're not immune to challenges and obstacles. Some of you are going through some things right now. In fact, James 1 tells us we should count it all joy when we face trials. And he say that many times, he said, for the testing of our faith produces perseverance. As we face, as we face and overcome obstacles in our lives, our faith is strengthened and we become equipped, better equipped to persevere through future challenges. Additionally, Additionally, proceeding uh, after pausing and praying grants us peace and assurance that we're on the right path. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 encourage us not to be angels again. You're going to hear me constantly say that. Lastly, as I wrap up proceeding after prayer, it enhances our ability to witness to others. Stop in the middle of the storm, you're never going to be able to come out of it and share that testimony to somebody. You're not going to be able to witness. When we share our testimonies of how good, how God intervened in our situation, how we paused and prayed, and how, how we trusted God to lead us, guide us, we uplift others being faced with similar I'm reminded in Acts 4, 29 through 31, tells us how Peter and John, after being threatened by the religious leaders, went to their own people and reported that they when they had said then they prayed and was filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the words of God with boldness y'all Peter and John boldness only came from their trust and faith in God in the Bible there are many examples of individuals who paused and prayed in faith for instance David after losing everything to the Amalekites inspired uh, of the word of God and was assured that he would recover all his possession. Yeah. David proceeded and recovered everything that had been taken. First yeah. Samuel 31 through 20, Esther took three days to fast and pray before approaching the king on behalf of the people, knowing that she was taking a risk of her life. Yeah. Esther proceeded in faith and saved the Jewish people yeah. from destruction. Esther 4, 16. Job, after losing everything, yeah. everything he had, Paused and prayed, knowing that all things come from God. In faith, Job continues to trust God and eventually receive back everything that he had lost and more. Job 42, 10 and 12. Pausing and praying before proceeding is essential to Christians. It shows our faith. When we proceed, we align ourselves with God's will. We develop in faith characters and, and patience. We are granted peace and assurance and we enhance our ability to witness to Others, y'all. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm reminded of a story. Y'all know I like this. <laughs> Two thousand years ago, Jesus paused to heal, feed, and help the hurting, the hungry, and the hopeless. That was not his mission that he was on. His mission. His destination was Calvary by way of Bethlehem, yeah. Jerusalem. Born in a manger, raised by yeah. Mary or his mother and his earthly father, Joseph, a carpenter by trade. Uh, and, 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 and he paused on his way to Calvary. He paused on his way to Calvary, prayed in the garden of the city. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then after he finished praying, he proceeded after being betrayed about Judas, one of his own disciples. Are you with me? He proceeded to move on toward his destination after being denied by his ride or die. Peter. I'm here to tell you Jesus paused, prayed, and proceeded to walk toward Calvary 
beaten, bruised, and belittled all the way. Uh, but check this out. Even on the cross, the midst of all the pain and suffering, Jesus, Paul, prayed and saved the thief on the cross right before proceeding to give up his life. Notice I did not say they took it. Uh, he prayed for salvation of the very one that was crucified. Check this out. Right here is shouting time, y'all. There was a pause Friday uh, when they laid him in the barbecue. Uh, there was a pause all day uh, and all night Saturday night. Uh, I'm here to tell you there was a pause uh, because uh, somewhere between the early Sunday morning hour, God the Father, y'all got to hear this, God the Father, uh, hit the proceed button and Jesus, our Savior, I'm talking about King of King and Lord of Lord, I'm talking about Alpha and Omega, Lamb of God, way truth and the light, God hit the proceed button, Jesus got up early Sunday morning, defeated death, the grave was coming and salvation was set, all three days Jesus rose from the dead, victorious over death, and sin. Jesus calls God. He prayed and then he proceeded. Yes. And he proceeded on yes. to give his life as a ransom. Yes. If you're here today and you've not been a recipient of Jesus' pausing, praying, and proceeding, if you've never received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you want to give you an opportunity to do that right now after such a dynamic word from Pastor Stevens. Amen. Amen. Amen.
another today. If you never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we'd like you to come. If you listen to us by Facebook or by way of phone, wherever you are, whatever country, whatever state you're in, we encourage you to connect with the body of the Lord. On your faith. If you're here today and you're looking for a church home and God is directing you towards good home for membership, we invite you to come just as you are. Today we're so grateful to God that Brother Damon L. Thomas is coming as a candidate Now, I thank those of you who have been here for a while particularly in this season, you've been seeing a pattern. Yes, yes. You've been seeing a pattern yes. of young people. Yes. 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 Because God is trying to show us something. Yes. He's raising up a group of young people. Yes. Children coming forth. God is doing something in their hearts and in their minds. Next month we have baptism. Most of them, if not all of them, are young people. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. encouraging us. Amen. Things telling us is that some of those who have been on the way are in the way wow. for such a long time. Oh. <laughs> Younger people are coming up now. Yes. Amen. Amen. We ought to be grateful for this. Yes. Thank you, Pastor Stevens, for allowing God yes, to Father, we want to thank you today. It's been a great day. Yes. It's been a wonderful day. We've heard the word proclaimed. Daniel. We've been reminded to call, to pray, to see. We've been reminded that that's what Jesus did. And God, we've given an invitation. We said another young person has come. And Father, we're just so grateful for what you're doing in your church. You're just encouraging our hearts. You're letting us know that the gates of hell will not prevail against your church. Man. God, that new people are coming. Young people are answering the, the clarion call to come forth. God, we know that you're stirring in their hearts because there's no way that young people will come if you were not stirring in their hearts. And so we thank you, oh God. Help your church today be encouraged by what we see, by what we hear. Help us to wrap around these young people, God. Help them to live out the calling that you have on each of their lives, be they male or female. God, you're doing awesome things. We're just so grateful, God. We thank you for that word today, Pastor Stevens. God, we thank you so much. May we apply it to our lives and may we live it. Now, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord Jesus Christ always be gracious unto you. May he grant you his peace in Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. 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 Amen.